my amazing friends. My name is Stephanie and you're listening to this week's episode of the Citrus and Sun podcast. I am here with a very, very special guest, my brother, Jonathan. Good afternoon (laughs) or evening or wherever you want. (laughs) Morning, night, evening, middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever you're listening to this, he is here. Um, He has been a guest on the podcast this will be the third time, right? Um, So if you go back in the episodes, we have a two-parter on his uh, journey to Shikoku. Uh, It's awesome. I'm not even going to say anything more than that. You just really should just go listen to it (laughs) because it's really amazing and inspiring. And then he was also on my Mindfulness in March series. We did a whole mindfulness episode. So definitely go back, check that out. I'm so happy to be back with him today. I am visiting Michigan from Chicago this week. And Jonathan just showed me around his his little town and we went and got some gigantic onion rings <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at this really delicious diner place and they were so good. They were huge. Um like really big. I think those were the biggest onion rings I've ever actually yeah, they seen were pretty large. in my life. <laughs> uh but I am just very excited for this episode because it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. And I think that talking about it with Jonathan is like the perfect topic because um, I feel like him and I talk about this all the time. So I'm just, I'm really excited. Today we're going to be talking about creativity and how important creativity is in our lives and Like there's so many different types of creativity and like ways you can be creative. And so today I want to go through just like what creativity means, why it's important, a little bit of how Jonathan is creative. He has some really cool stuff going on and I want him to tell you a little bit about that too. But uh, let's just, I don't know, let's just go, go into it. How do you feel that creativity adds to like life why do you think that creativity is so important in your opinion in my opinion yeah uh i think it's you know it's a good outlet for you know you 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 accumulate all these experiences throughout your life and you uh you know see a bunch of things and you take in a lot of influences and it's good to you know put things together mash them together and then output something right because a lot of the things we do are all in are kind of inputs you're reading you're reading something you're listening to something watching something but there's something very fulfilling and and gratifying about making something and then outputting something into the world and you know that could be starting you know a business or writing or making a movie or anything right uh, you're kind of emulating, you know, I think everybody has a, a deep need to create, to, fe- to feel fulfilled. I think it's a fulfillment thing. Uh, and at least for me, you know, when I do create things and put it out there, I, you know, there is a sense of, you know, uh, actually, even if I don't put it out there, if I'm creating something, I always feel pretty, pretty good. There's always a feeling that sticks with me. And I think, you know, humans are just made to create. I think it's a huge part of the imagination of why we have the imagination and, and that allows us to create all the things that we have today and everything you see is, you know, was made by somebody, was created by somebody. So I think it's just a huge part of life and uh, it's good to be explored. Yeah, I like what you said about how we have, I can't remember exactly how you said it now, but like this need to create. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you say more about that? Like what, what do you 
mean by that because I really I really do believe that's true too like we all have this even if we don't think that we are creative Mm. I think we all have creativity inside of us in some in some capacity and it's like we need to fulfill that in Mm. some way yeah I from my philosophical I guess standpoint I don't feel like humans are made to just consume I think our our ultimate kind of objective is to build and create and explore. And I'm not super religious, but if you want to say, you know, the, you know, the parallels between like God and uh, God and humans, right? You know, it's always kind of like uh, humans were made in God's image, right? Mm. Uh, If if that's true and, you know, God is a creator, that means humans are creators, right? So it's yeah. interesting. I always find that a very interesting parallel, you know, if you really think about it that way. But I mean, just in daily life or, you know, when you see people that are on top of their game or the the people that we respect and admire, they're usually creating something, whether that's yeah. connections or building something or artists. Uh, they're all creating and, and imagining and, and pushing things forward. Those are the those are the people that we, we admire a lot in, in history and, and modern day. But even from just an individual standpoint, like I said, even if you don't, you know, want to be famous or, you know, put your art out there, I think creating is just still a good, like, I think like the human needs that outlet. Like, again, I don't think we're just made to consume and consume. I think we're made to, you know, actually put forth, you know, our experiences and our our own reality into reality, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know it's a i feel it's a little bit it's explored but unexplored at the same time it's a very complex kind of topic because it is broad and it is it encompasses encompasses basically everything we do even if you don't think you're creative in one aspect you could be creative in another aspect like i wouldn't say i'm very creative in like a math or you know stuff mm. like that but a person Me could be neither. very yeah <laughs> a person could be very creative in that endeavor like doing math like arithmetic or math or something or numbers and things like that yeah you know, finding different ways or expressing themselves with with that kind of stuff so and i don't think you know that really just gave me a different perspective because i don't think we normally think creativity in that way mm-hmm. like we like when i think of it I feel like I think of art mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um you know music and things like that but yeah. it can there can be such a big range yeah. of ways that you can be creative yeah. I mean rearranging I'm like looking at the pillows on your couch like r- arranging pillows is, is a mm-hmm. form of creativity like you know yeah. interior design mm-hmm. there's so many different things that you could that you can do um so like and I always think like creating is like making something out of that nothing or like something that didn't exist beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like an infinite way of th- of ways we can be creative by what we do on a daily basis, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it is just rearranging the pillows on your couch in a certain right. way, like they've never been arranged in that particular way before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> just like for people who, I don't know, I just, I have met a lot of people who say like, well, I'm not creative right, or like, right. how do you suggest like for people who think that about themselves, like where would, where should they start? Like what should they do to kind of find that a little bit, like find that within themselves? Uh, I, mean, I think if you explore different, different mediums of, I do think art and anything 
I do think even if you're not creative, the arts like drawing, painting and things like that are important because it gives your mind an extra dimension to express and uh, work through ideas. So I, I always recommend, uh, you know, not you don't need to be an artist, but it does. There's some cognitive benefits of like drawing yeah. uh, and painting and things like that. Um, but if, if you say like, I'm not creative, I don't like drawing or painting and stuff like that. I mean, there's other things that, you know, you can do. Uh, and explore. I think exploration is probably what a person like that would need to do because you can do you know, pottery pottery or sculpting or there's like a lot of things out there that, uh, you know, using your hands and woodworking, right? There's a lot of people that think, well, I don't draw or paint, so I'm not creative. Right, yeah. That's... When in fact, like some people, you know, don't do that, but then they, they take like a woodworking class or something and they love woodworking, right? They love working with, or metalworking or things like just different mediums. So, uh, and even if, you know, then you can really look at your own life and say like, what have I, let's say like, even if like problem solving, you can be a creative problem solver or, you know, what do I do in my job that, you know, I had to like kind of uh, create something or fix something, you know, that was pretty, it doesn't have to be new, but like for me, it's new, right? Yeah, like, yes. You know, they always say like everything's already been done. That's which true. Which is fine. Yeah. But for you, it hasn't been done. Yes. Right? So individually, yeah. if you think everything's been done, then you're not going to try anything. But yeah, you know, you yourself haven't done something. So it's, it's creative for you. Like it's always that weird thing where, well, I thought of a unicorn when before I knew a unicorn existed. Yeah. So you can still be creative and, and, and get to something that's already made and that's still creative right uh, you're still using your your mind and your imagination to to do that um, but yeah I would say just be explorative uh, you know explore different mediums and different things there's a lot of different avenues for creativity out there you know writing painting woodworking anything with your hands even you know uh, you know now that the computer you know, computers exist there's a ton of stuff you can do 3d modeling you know any anything right um, just or even you know like you said interior design Right, take a room uh, and try to move things around and see, you know, see if you like it. But th I think everyone has creativity. You know, things they do that are creative, they just might not think about it because they think it's like, I don't draw or paint, or I yes. don't do some of the arts, or I'm not an actor or something, so I'm not creative. Right. Know? Yeah. Um, but you probably there's probably aspects of your life that you are creative, and you just kind of have to reflect and say like, oh yeah, I, I yeah, I'm pretty creative in that aspect. Yeah. You know? I mean, I even think we went to this amazing tea place today. Mm. I'm, I wish that I could live in there. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the tea my brother has right now. But um, I feel like mixing flavors like that together yeah. and like creating yeah. the tea is also, it, you're creating something, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, there, there's master blenders. Yeah, right? so they like cooking. Tea, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, cooking and like mixing and mm -hmm. using like there was there were spices in there oh my gosh the sun's coming out look oh, <laughs> we nice. got poured on when we were walking around outside yeah, today really, uh i'm like still soaking wet but uh it looks beautiful out right now it's like we started recording citrus and sun and the sun comes out um <laughs> yeah. anyway tea yeah i feel like cooking and testing out different ingredients that's like a really awesome way of being creative too so mm -hmm. yeah i think that there's so many different different things that you can do so I always feel like I am inspired by the creativity of others. I feel like any time that I see someone being creative or I see someone has like 
is working on something I just get super inspired not necessarily to want to do that exact same thing but it makes me want to start something in my own life or or make that idea happen that I've been you know wanting to do so I thought it would be good to since Jonathan's here with us to talk about uh, something that he's been working on and kind of go through how he got started with it and like his creative process a little bit. So Jonathan has a really cool collection of short stories that he writes called Ghostly Hotel. And I want him to tell you just a little bit more about what what it is and, and how he got started with it and when. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you've been doing it for a couple years now, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so... Uh, back in 2021, uh, I started this uh, this website called Ghostly Hotel. So you can find it at uh, ghostlyhotel.com. Uh, probably the best way to find it because if you look at Google Ghostly Hotel, you're going to get a bunch of like, you know, <laughs> haunted houses and stuff which like that. We like those. Yeah, as well. which is like, cool, right? Do, do that. Yeah, yeah, do <laughs> that as well. Uh, I think I should be somewhere on that front page, like yeah. at the very bottom or something. But uh, it's like a, a collection of like micro stories. So they're about a thousand words each, you know, maybe less. And they're just kind of quick snippets of um, there's a lot of horror like horror stories in there like scary stuff but there's like some imaginative just fun you know quick snippets and they kind of went kind of came from like the you know i really like the twilight zone so i really like those kind of uncanny you know quick uh stories that are they don't really give you a a solid conclusion Mm -hmm. they just Mm -hmm. kind of leave you to think and so a lot of the stories are like that they don't really wrap up neatly um, some characters meet their demise, <laughs> you know, at the end. <laughs> so, but they're very, they're very quick. Uh, I've been, I've been doing it since, you know, 20, 20, mid 2021. And, you know, I've been writing them. I used to write a couple, like three or four each month. And it kind of just depends. Sometimes I, sometimes I'm, I'm on pace and sometimes I'm not. This year I'm a little bit slower than I was, was last year, but uh, it's been, it's been going, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been going well. Yeah. I, I love them <laughs> so much. I mean, we have been scary. Not we're not scary people. Well, maybe people. <laughs> well, maybe. Some people think we're <laughs> yeah. scary people, but like <laughs> we have we have been. What am I trying to say? We've loved scary yes. stories and like spookiness. We yes. love spooky season yep. our entire lives. Like I don't know how we both ended up that way, don't but know. we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and I really am grateful for that because. Like we're always going to see the scary movies together and we just like get it. We understand. Like when I see something that's a little twisted, I'm like, oh, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Jonathan will will not think that I'm weird and judge me for thinking this is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really enjoy his stories so much and uh, they are like standalone stories mm-hmm. and right but yeah. some of the characters do they do yeah. um you know go into some of the other stories yeah. right like yeah so i've done a few where uh, you know the the story themselves is, is kind of disconnected but at, then at the end i'll bring back maybe some reoccurring characters yes. and so you're kind of like oh wait i remember that guy from like you know like a month or two ago mm-hmm. um and so there's some overarching you know, storylines here and there, but most of them are standalone. But yeah. I, I, it's kind of like an Easter egg, you know. Yeah, yes. I, <laughs> yeah. And there, when, there are times I'm reading them and I notice like little Easter eggs from other stories mm-hmm. too. And it's like, it's so cool. Um, so can you talk a little bit about 
how like was this an idea that you've had for a long time or how did you get started back in 2021 like Mm. what made you decide like I'm gonna do this I want to finally create this website and like commit to this because I think that sometimes is the hardest part when you're trying to you know start something or be Mm -hmm. creative yeah I originally, you know, I've always wanted to write a novel and I still want to write a novel, but writing a novel is one, it's extremely hard and you're, you're on the same story, uh, the whole time. Mm -hmm. And I had been stuck for a really long time. I, I, you know, I write in my, my free time and I have a bunch of stuff that I've written that I've never posted. Uh, but I want to have vault stories like Taylor Swift (laughs) has vault songs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Quite, quite, quite a bit. Cool. So. I have all these these things that I'd write, but they're kind of like way too disconnected to post anywhere. And they're like Mm -hmm. fragments of like a bigger concept that I'm working on. And so what I wanted is I wanted something that I could I could post that wasn't like I wasn't waiting to be done with it. Because I feel with my with the larger stuff, I'm always waiting like to finish the whole thing. Mm Because if it's going to be a novel, I have to finish it and then edit it and then get it out there. Well, these short stories, I can sit down I can write it and I can usually what I do is I sit down, I write it and then I'll, I'll let it sit for a day and then I'll come back and I'll edit it and then I'll post it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I could do and I could get it out there without having to be worried about like too much, like the, the length of it wasn't too much. Right? Like the length of the process yeah. wasn't too much? Which is the, the writing, the, like the, the writing and the, and the actual story wasn't just I, long and long and yeah, long, right? Got it. Because it, it does take a lot. I mean, you kind of have to inter, inter, intertwine like plots and characters and things if you're yeah. going to write a novel or a longer story. Right. And not that, you know, I can't do that. I, I can, but it, it's just I needed I wanted something that I could do and post uh, like every month, mm-hmm. like it's just a, a short thing. And I and like I said, with the, you know, the whole concept of the thing, it's called I think it's called the uh, what did I call it? The Twilight uh I call it the the midnight tales, so oh, yeah. that that's like the the concept. The concept is like you're you're on this train and this conductor is telling you all these stories, these short mm-hmm. snippet of stories, which is kind of modeled after the Twilight Zone. You know, you have Rod Serling uh, come up, you know, and say, "Hey, we're gonna yes. dive into the Twilight Zone." You know, this is the story that's gonna be be told. So, since the Twilight Zone is so episodic. Is that, is that the word episodic or like every... Uh, it sounded great. Yeah, okay. <laughs> episodic where like, yeah. it, it, you know, you can see like there's a lot of episodes of that and they're short mm. and they're not, well, some of them, I think it's a half hour, 40 minutes or something. So you sit down, you watch them and then you can move on to the next one and you don't need to know about the, ne- the last story. Yes. Um, and it's something that, you know, I would imagine back when it was airing, you know, it kept airing. Like every week, there'd be a new one. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to have that kind of serialization where I could post something regularly um, and just have like fun, fun with it. And I didn't have too much pressure to keep this like storyline going, mm-hmm. and I could explore different things. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of. I was stalled so much because I've always wanted to post writing <laughs> somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I was stalled at like trying to finish all these big projects. Yeah. And I just was like, man, I just want to, you know, and I loved writing like shorter stuff. Yes. Because yeah. I think it, you know, because it is actually a little bit harder to write shorter things because you have to basically do all the things with a long story in a condensed version and make it 
fun and neatly packed to yeah. a degree, right? You can't just like, if it's just people talking and there's no events or anything going, it's going to be boring, right? So right. with my stories, some, some of them are a little bit about describing landscapes that aren't, you know, too much of like an actual story, but most of them, you know, follow the, the story structure, inciting incident, you know, things happening and conclusion, even if the conclusion isn't like a nicely ending thing. But I, you know, I try to follow the story structure and condense it to that small fragment where you do experience something from from reading it. Yeah. It's like a scene from yes. like a movie or something. Right? That's, yeah, that is a good way of describing it. It is like a scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, what you're saying makes so much sense. And as you were talking, I was thinking a little bit about like when I first started my blog back Mm -hmm. in whenever that was that because Citrus and Sun used to be a blog. And I actually had the same thought process because I've also wanted to write a a novel. Mm -hmm. And I had like this idea that is still in my brain, but I I have the beginning, but there's Mm -hmm. no middle or ending to it (laughs) because I get stuck. But, and that's why I decided to start my blog because it was like shorter. It was more Mm -hmm. manageable. I felt like I could gain some momentum with it. And, um, it was just, yeah, like it was just short and I could do it weekly. So I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. the, The other thing too, is that when I started, uh, there was a, there was a blog called, and I think it's still around called Zen Habits. Mm-hmm. It's like a blog about like Zen and stuff like that. It's been around for a really long time. And I remember one time, like way a couple of years ago, like probably like five, six years ago, I remember looking at his archives yeah. and I'd been reading him for a long time. And I remember scrolling and being like, man, like he's got a lot of posts on yes, here. Yes, yeah. And when I started the Ghost League Hotel, the idea uh, was that, okay, I'm going to write, you know, a story a week. I was trying to write a story a day, which was wild. A story day or a story week. And then I said, and I said to myself, and when I started it, I'm going to look back in a year and I'm going to see all the stories I wrote. Yes. And I'm going to be way farther along then, you know, because I was struggling with just writing at that point. I was like, I don't even know. And I, there's some ups and downs we can talk about writing and stuff like that. But I thought, I'm going to look back at this in a year and I'm going to see all the short stories that I wrote. Yeah. And that's going to be really cool because it's going, life is this weird thing where you you do things and you don't really realize you know you're doing them but you don't really realize how much you've done until you look back and if you don't do them there's nothing to look back on totally yeah and so that was one of my main thoughts when i started it is like i'm gonna i'm gonna start it i'm gonna do it and then you know eventually i'm gonna look back and i'm gonna see all the stuff i did yeah and now that's exactly what it is. And I look through, you know, I scroll through and I'm like, there's some stories that I, f- I forgot that I wrote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, wow, well, was, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really funny. Right. It's like you have a collection that you just did over time. Yes. And it, yes. that is so true. And it's, yeah, it just makes it more manageable. And mm-hmm. it's like very cool to look back on that. I felt like that when I was looking through your stuff, I made Jonathan a journal for yeah, Christmas that had really like cool. all of the names of his stories on it. And I couldn't even fit all of them on there, first <laughs> yeah. of all. And I was like, oh my gosh, he has so yeah, many. Yeah, they, they piled up. And it's, it is really cool. So maybe I guess what I'm taking from this is like if you're listening and you're thinking about starting something, may, like maybe try to see if you can start it on like would you say like a smaller scale yeah. and mm-hmm. so like i mean i do believe that it's you want quality over quantity but yes. there is something to say about like like what you said about how sometimes when you're doing something that's 
small. I don't want to say smaller, but like, like repeat, shorter, repeatable. Almost. Yeah, but you yeah. do have to put a lot of like thought into yeah. it. And if you, you want it to be good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm not saying all my stuff is good, by it, the way. Well, but I think it is. <laughs> it's great. Some, there's some rough spots, but you know. Yeah, but like start just start on a smaller scale and like really build build up. It's almost confidence and momentum. Yeah. That was another. That was another. You know, thing too is that I. You know, I said. Said if if I could get you know this started, I can get some momentum going, and yeah. I and I know what it feels like, I know what it's like, yes. And I learned a bunch, you know, posting and editing and things like that. So, you know, it was you build that, you know, that skill almost of of being able to do it repeatedly and understanding yeah. what it's like. And I'm like even thinking about. I know I keep going back to food. Uh, you know <laughs> but like I'm thinking of like my own self with cooking mm-hmm. I tend to like want to do the novel of cooking like I want to like make this big meal with mm-hmm. all these different ingredients and I get so overwhelmed mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. instead I think just to start with simple you know five ingredient things that take you 10 minutes and then yeah. you're like you build the momentum I'm just yes. relating it to that because I do think cooking is another way to be creative and I want to do that too but well, <laughs> like I want to be more a creative cook yeah, but just to say about that because yeah. uh there's a guy named the the pro home cook on YouTube and how I started really cooking some stuff is I watched his oh. 10 minute dinners or yes, something yeah and so it was really easy stuff doing 10 minutes and that kind of gave me this base of confidence where I cooked a bunch of the 10 minute meals yeah and uh, they're simple easy and if it's only 10 minutes yeah. time commitment isn't a lot right and right that, and it taught me a bunch about cooking and that's how kind of like I started exploring more so your thought about just oh. doing 10 minute like yes find 10 minute recipes or something that's a good yeah good confidence builder I like that also. I need that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need that maybe in a year from now I'll have you know a collection of recipes yeah, there you go. uh and I'll feel like I'm actually good at cooking um so Let's talk about a little bit, like, when you go to write, what, like, do you feel, I mean, I guess everyone's different, but do you have, like, a creative process in the moment, like, things that you need to have near you or things mm-hmm. that you need? Like, I feel like when you are, when when we are working on something, it's like we need to set this environment, right? Mm-hmm. This, like, I know I do, at least, yeah. like, inspiring environment. So what mm-hmm. would you say, like, your your creative uh, not process, but like yeah. environment. Looks environment like. is yeah. Yeah, usually I'm either writing on my computer or my iPad. Uh, I have an iPad which I, I have like a Bluetooth keyboard that I, I attach to, and I think that really the only thing that I need is, um, well, I guess I mean, I, I the one thing I did challenge myself is to write anywhere. So I mm. did I did challenge myself to write in different situations so I could like, if I ever became. <laughs> This is like a, a weird thing, but if I ever became like a novelist, I'd be like, okay, if I if I become this, I need to be able to write anywhere at any time. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, so true. So I can like, you know, because you always hear these stories of, of people that write novels and then they have like this time period where they just don't write. Like they publish a novel and it does really well and then, then they kind of just like don't write for a long time. And they're yeah. traveling, they're doing stuff. and. And then also I thought like, well, if I was traveling and I was doing other things, I want to be able to write wherever I'm at. Yes. So the really, the only thing that I need is probably my headphones just for music, just to kind of block out the noise sometimes, depending on where I'm at. And then, you know, I can write like long form with like using a pen and paper, but 
usually I don't like doing that because I'm always going to transfer it to my computer anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll, I'll use that for like idea generation or like making notes and things. But usually if I'm going to write stories or long form, I'm always doing it on my iPad or my, my computer. Um, I will do some, maybe some scenes just in long form, like mm-hmm. on a piece of paper. I'm a, I usually always have a notebook with me, which I, you know, I, I love pens and papers and stuff like that. Yeah, but, me too. Uh, but the environment, I mean, if my ideal environment would just be, you know, my computer, a nice cup of coffee or tea, you know, kind of late at night. And I usually write better, better at night, you know, my, my lights on and stuff like that. And just pretty, you know, I put my phone, I try to put my phone away. Uh, like somewhere not on my desk uh, because if it buzzes or something it'll really knock me out of the, the groove yeah and you know just some nice nice music on depending on what I'm writing the, the music will change but pretty much that's it and then you know I can write like I said I, I've kind of trained myself to be able to write and kind of zone in on that wherever I'm at mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that that's so important to know what your create what your environment is mm-hmm, because I think mm-hmm. everyone's is different. Like some yeah. people like like super loud music and yeah. stuff when they're being creative or like a certain type of music or mm-hmm. or like to be outside or like I know when I record our episodes like I am sitting just like this on a couch. Like I cannot be sitting at a yeah. desk. I cannot <laughs> yeah. be like it has to be on a couch. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's that's really cool to hear. Um yeah, and also if you do have, um, sorry, I was looking at because I remember Stephen King used to write. He used to write listening to like some like kind of heavy metal band or something. Oh, really? Maybe. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> well, not heavy metal, but it was like a pretty like uh, ACDC. He used to write the oh. ACDC all the time. Oh, really? So, yeah, he would have ACDC like blasting, and he'd be like typing away. Oh, that's so um, funny. But uh, you know, there if you do have a writing environment that you kind of because some people need, you know, a, a place to write. Like they can't, yeah, you know, write write anywhere. But they can also help with maybe getting into like the habit of writing. Because like, you know, you got your habit stacking, so you have some something that like triggers you to be in that zone. So yeah, you know, your environment can be that. You just kind of have to set it up. Yeah. So it triggers that. Okay, I'm writing. Like it switches you to the writing mode. Yeah, or whatever um, you're doing. Or, yeah, like, or whatever you're doing. Yeah. But so your your writing environment can be, you know can do that for you so it's it's important to to have that or you know you can try doing what i you know what i do and just try to write wherever you are yeah you know and just kind of build up that too because i do think it's it's important to be be adaptable yeah some people i i've heard that some people like they literally can't write anywhere but this one spot Mm. it works right if it Mm -hmm. works it works but yeah for me i like being pretty adaptable yeah (laughs) well because and like when you when you can do that in other places you're also gaining inspiration in the moment from the place that you're in too so it's yeah. good to be able to like use that so going along with the environment tell us about like your creative process like when you go to start one of your stories mm-hmm. like tell us about your, your process so originally i think my first story is based upon a lyric from a song so sometimes mm-hmm. things catch my ear or like I see different pictures that I find that I'm like, wow, like, you know, what's going on there? Or uh, I kind of build upon a single idea and mm-hmm. I kind of build upon it uh, in the beginning. And I still do now is, you know, I'll either listen to, you know, I would be listening to music and if, so- if something catches my ear, I'll kind of write it down and I'll store it away and, um, sometimes, you know, something hits and I, I just imagine it right away. Like, I think 
in scenes. Like my, my imagination and the way I kind of process, I guess things is almost like, it's always like a movie in my head. Mm -hmm. So when I, when something, I, let's say like inspires me, I almost see like the whole scene in my head, like in it's entirely, like it's a movie. And then I just remember that. And then I try to recreate and then expand on that when I'm, when I'm writing. And, you know, what I, what I do right now is I kind of, I look at, you know, I, I either, you know, listen to things or one good resource I've used a lot is Pinterest. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I use Pinterest a lot oh. where I will, you know, type something in. I, I use like, I wrote a lot of stories about like retrofuturism kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, the future set in like the 1950s. And so I would look at like Pinterest and see a lot of these like architecture and mm -hmm. retro kind of styles. And then I would basically find a, a picture that I, that like, I like mm -hmm. and I envision a story around it so let's say it's like maybe like an old-fashioned train you know I'm thinking about like who's on the train you know it looks a certain way who would ride this um, what conversations might take place there or uh, I think I did one a couple I think last month about like a space diner <laughs> oh. so like a retro space diner right so oh, cool i can't wait to read that <laughs> yeah, so that you know there's this writer in a retro space diner and he's kind of hiding away from his uh editor <laughs> oh. yeah but he's looking at all the different like uh aliens that are like at the space diner mm -hmm. and he's writing his own novel and stuff like that but you know i'll take a, a t take a picture and then i'll like kind of expand on it mm -hmm. um so you know you can use you know pictures either or scenes or dialogue and, and even even like a little like a question or something can inspire or give me an, an idea of like a whole little scene or a story mm -hmm. and i'll just kind of take that write the base idea out and then expand upon it mm -hmm. and sometimes you know there, there's some stories that i've just wrote some like nonsense in the beginning and then I reworked it to tell something, yeah. right? Like, you know, two characters just, uh, or there was one where I did where the first sentence is like, you were gonna, we're, it was like that misunderstanding one where the, the, this lady is like in front of this crowd and she's like, we're gonna blow them up. And like, that's, that's what I started with. I wrote that and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, how can I build a story uh, for oh, this? Oh, so you just. Yeah, I just like, oh, we're, we're just gonna blow them up. And Wait, was that like a real life? You said that was it happened in real life. No, no, or you no. Just, I, oh, I just, okay. I just wrote that. Oh, you just I, wrote, I wrote that, that line. It. I said, okay. you know, the line was like, someone, someone, <laughs> yeah, someone was saying, we're just gonna blow him up or something like yeah. that. And uh, it, it's a story about a misunderstanding. Oh, so like, okay. the, and she gets them all riled up because they think that this guy like, uh, <laughs> like ran, like broke this guy's like bicycle. Yeah. And like their extreme view is just to blow him up, and it turns out to be oh. like this rich guy that lives right behind him. It's oh, like, I think I read yeah, that one where all yeah, the people were going to yeah, the yeah. houses. Yeah, yeah, and the yes. guy and the guy pays them. Like they they yes. go and like, hey, are you the guy? And he's like, oh yeah, I'm so sorry about that. You ran off before. Yeah, I could I could help you out. And they yes. look at the kid and they're like, you you said like he he like hit you or something and like was he's like, oh well, I like I didn't see it. And they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And so it's, it's like this misunderstanding. I right? love that. But it, it, that story came from that one line. Like mm -hmm. it was just like that one line. And I just ex you know extrapolated that whole story off of that one line yeah did so. you have the ending and you probably you probably had like this ending in mind when you started with that line or do you or did you not well like, do you does that ever happen to you or yes you, yes yeah. so when I when I 
let me actually let me see <laughs> i was actually just looking at it on my phone let me see what the actual line is but yeah the uh when i because you know you know i do have some dark stories but this was more like a comedic comedic thing and that's the way that it was like said it's a misunderstanding maybe so the first the first line was we're going to blow him up a man shouted in a small crowded room and that mm-hmm. was kind of like what, what's going on here yeah it's like what do you mean we're gonna blow somebody up yeah um but it was supposed to be kind of comedic and it was always supposed to be a misunderstanding it was Got supposed it. to be like taking something way too far yes yeah. and so like this crowd was gonna get all riled up and go, we're gonna blow him up and then like Oh, I think it was actually they were going to blow up the guy next to the guy that ran over the, the bike. Okay. And so they, they actually, like, they were going to blow up the wrong guy. Oh, and then gosh. they found out that yeah, the guy, right. yeah. Yeah. And they found out the guy that actually did, like, break this kid's bike was, like, a cool guy. And yeah. And he was like, oh, here's some money. Like, don't worry about it. It's like a I'm, double I'm, misunderstanding. I'm really, I'm, really, yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> you ran off before I could actually help you out, right? Mm-hmm. And so not only were they going to blow somebody up, they were going to blow up the wrong guy. Got it. Yeah. So so it was like this huge, like, and they were like, oh, we're kind of overreacting. Yeah, yeah. So it was always supposed to be like this comedic thing, but that that one line, you know, was the -the over-the-top line that kind of I worked off of. Mm -hmm. So the rest of it, I didn't really understand how it was going to go. Yeah. So I know Stephen King uh, says he kind of like, watches his characters develop Mm -hmm. and there are some times where i will just write what's like i don't know what's going to happen i'll Mm -hmm. just write what Mm -hmm. i think you know what what they're doing to some degree and like i kind of sit back and observe but you have to start with like some sort of base yeah and you have to just start too because i some i think we can overthink things sometimes so Mm -hmm. i like what you said about just like writing even if you don't use all of it you just Mm -hmm. you just write and it's it's interesting like going back to what you're saying about getting your ideas from Pinterest too yeah. because I never thought about that until actually my meditation I did last week it was about enchant an enchanted forest and I I did go on Pinterest yeah. and I made this whole board mm-hmm. of like I typed in enchanted forests I typed in like fireflies I typed in like bridges and enchan- like in the forest yeah. and and I while I was doing my meditation I like was looking at those pictures and using the description from what mm-hmm. I was seeing so I love that you do that too because I know you do you use a lot of like videos too like youtube videos that you get inspiration from Mm -hmm. as well um and like i feel like we've just been out and you've like seen somebody do something and it gives you like inspiration for like a story right yeah yeah observing people is interesting yeah you uh, you can look at you just go anywhere and sit down and just look around yeah and you're gonna see something that is like like what are those people talking about or mm-hmm. you know that you know, or somebody does something kind of weird and you're like why is he doing that <laughs> right and then you can take that event and then make stuff up right, right. and, just and like connect it to other things yeah and go off of it yeah yep. and i think that that can work for like so many different like creative things people do mm-hmm. too like mm-hmm. whether they're painting or they're writing a song or yep. like music whatever it is um so when you get an idea, like how do you just take off with it? Or do you ever have, like I know you said you just have to start writing sometimes, but mm-hmm. like do you ever get in like ruts with this mm-hmm. where you like have a really hard time starting or you get stuck and like what does that look like for you? Because that I think that is a huge problem with yeah. being creative and it gets frustrating it sometimes. It does, yeah. <laughs> I feel half the problem is 
you know, sometimes I'll go searching for the inspiration or what I'm going to write about that day. And mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes that's a little bit, um, let's say, it like blocks me a bit because instead of writing, I'm searching for inspiration. So, mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, there's also that the, the sense of like waiting for like your muse and trying to find your muse and all yeah. this jazz, which, you know, I definitely the muse comes uh, you know, here and there. And I think Stephen Pressfield, he, he wrote a book called The uh, War of Art, and he talks about how the muse visits people that are working, right? They'll, mm -hmm. She'll show up the people that are actually putting in the work because, mm -hmm. you know, but it, she doesn't she doesn't stick around, mm -hmm. right? She gives you a little bit and then she leaves and she comes back, and, you know, but if you're not doing anything, she, she doesn't really like, she, she doesn't think like, you're doing the work, mm. so why am I going to help you? Mm. <laughs> right to a degree, Dang. he's he's a pretty <laughs> he's a pretty intense guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's a good thing. But uh, I think with inspiration, it's good to structure how you get it and how you use it. So, if I was going to, because I've been struggling a little bit this year with with writing, and I'm kind of out of a, a groove, and it's it's a little bit because I don't have you know, inspiration or whatever, but at the same time, it's just, just me not doing it. But I think for, if you're going to get a bunch of ideas to write about, I think there's, there's only, there's only actually a two-step process that I think you kind of need to follow is one, if you're going to try to find inspiration stuff while you're writing, it's going to be hard to write. Mm -hmm. So you kind of need to separate the inspiration from the writing to a degree. So mm -hmm. if you're going to get, you know, there's, there's always the, the good idea of like, imagining and, and and writing down things that interest you or inspire you throughout the day right so you have mm -hmm. a you gather a list right that's where you're gathering your ideas um, and if you're gonna do I guess like research let's say you're gonna you know look through a book or watch a movie for inspiration you do you set some time for that and then you extract all the inspiration type ideas from that before you start writing Mm, okay. So you set time to do that. Yeah. So when you sit down to write, you already kind of know what you want to write about. Yeah. So you're not like searching for the idea. Right. And like, I would imagine if you don't limit yourself to when you're looking mm -hmm. through that stuff, like yeah. if you already have an idea, you might just, you might miss something mm -hmm. else that you, like you should write down everything yeah. that you, that yeah, you, pops up for you. Right. right. So through, through the day, uh, you know, you just write down everything that, you know, inspire. It's same same mm -hmm. thing with like it's like working a creative muscle. Mm -hmm. uh, you ask. I, I remember I took a there's a, a Neil Ga Neil Gaiman does a, a master class a website master class and he talks about like just kind of like you know what happens if a vampire like bites a chair does it the, the or a werewolf I think it was a werewolf does the chair become like a wear chair or something like, <laughs> but you know it's just like all these weird like questions yeah. that you know like these situations and. You just kind of imagine these things, and yeah. if it, you know, if you if you you know, you get this, you kind of like flex and build up your creative muscles, right? Yeah. But when you see someone doing something weird, it's like, hmm, like, what, why is he doing that? And then you start questioning, you start building the narrative and mm -hmm. the story around them. And then if you if you then then that's like actually being the creative, right? Yeah. And either you, you might write like a little idea down like from that and then you can expand upon it when you get back mm -hmm. but I think there, there needs to be like a time where you're not so focused on the writing but mm -hmm. it's more just like like, uh, like brainstorming and pulling the inspiration ideas out of whatever you're extracting it from mm -hmm. because if you try to do that while like before you start writing I mean you can do it but 
you're going to be scrolling, you're going to be reading mm -hmm. for hours, and the one thing you're not going to do is is write. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You know, how many times have you sat down? I'm going to write something, and then you're like, what am I going to write about? And then like four hours go by, and yes. you're like, well, I haven't written anything. Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. Yeah. And then you still have nothing, and and it's important to, you know. Ex extract those ideas from whatever you're looking at because you can scroll read watch forever mm -hmm. and unless you take something and like write it down or like take it and be like okay this is this is something that i like uh it's just gonna pass by you yeah right and you, you can watch 100 movies and not get anything out of them yeah uh or you can read a, a, like a bunch of books and get nothing out of them right but if you write down concrete things that you think you can work with mm -hmm. it makes when you go to write you can you have a whole list of ideas and you know you know why you pick those because at the moment you're like oh that's cool or this mm -hmm. is cool right so when you go to write you're like yeah i want to incorporate this or i want to write about this or rework this so it takes that whole f like front loads your writing with all this work you did beforehand because mm -hmm. if you try to do it while you're trying to like if you try to do it while, like right before you write, you're almost using a lot of your like energy to do that yeah. instead of the writing portion, which writing is already hard as yeah. it is. So, yeah. I think sometimes after I write stuff down too, I need time to not process it, but like, like well, if I'm driving mm -hmm. or if I'm like in the shower or if mm -hmm, I'm like mm -hmm. doing brushing my teeth, whatever, it's like these mindless things, and then all of a sudden something yep. will pop into my head that I wrote down, yes. and I'm like, ooh, yes. I want to take that to this level or I have this like really good idea that I want to do with that mm -hmm. and it's like so there's like these different like layers to the process yes. right like that yep. you can't just or you maybe you can some people might be able to just yeah, sit like down brute, and, brute force it yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, people, some people can yeah. yeah but I think it, the important thing is is to like not get frustrated with yourself mm -hmm. if it takes a little bit for an idea to come to like yeah. fruition and come to life yes right yeah th that's like the, the taking a walk yeah. Right. So the one thing that you know, people always say is like, when you're stuck on something, go take a walk. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because it gives you, because your subconscious is something that is incredible. It works on things in the background all the time. And exactly like when you're in the shower or doing something else, there is this weird like state that your mind gets into where it'll, it'll work through problems and it'll give you ideas. Mm -hmm. And so going for a walk or, you know, even working out or just doing something else, right? Yeah. Um, can give you like the kind of the, your mind's, uh, you're, you're not so focused on that thing. So it can, it can work out in the background and it will like then feed you mm -hmm. solutions or ideas to whatever you're working on. So it's good to take breaks because some people think, oh, I'll, I don't need to take a break, or if I take a break, I'm not working on it, which mm -hmm. isn't true because your your background is working on it. Once you, know, you put it out yeah, into one, the universe right. and write it down, it's, it's going on. It's going on. Yeah, it's going on. So, <laughs> yeah. And it, I almost I think like it's a necessity because if you find a lot of like thinkers in the world or people that write or do things or even like you know CEOs and stuff, dude, they'll take walks or work out or there's something that they always do that's kind of like this. Uh, it relaxes their mind, mm -hmm. and so they're not like super focused on anything. They're yeah. just kind of like they're relaxed, and that gives the mind a lot of room to figure things out and gen you know work through problems and ideas that you're that you're going through. I mean, it's a real thing. It's a real cognitive uh, like process that your mind goes through, and mm -hmm. it will it will benefit you. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it helps you a lot, and uh, you need to take the time for it. And you might think, oh, it's a waste of time, but 
you know, just go for if you just go for a walk and then it, it frees up a lot of stuff you know you think about things and you'll think about the story and then you'll think about something else you'll see something and then it'll just it'll just start coming together yeah right yeah um, but I do there are times when you need to sit down and just kind of brute force it though because if you if you don't sit down and actually do the thing the writing the painting the business whatever right uh, it's not going to be made right so you can't just walk around thinking about something as <laughs> you, know, you have to do it yeah right which is the hardest part of the equation because yeah i feel like i get in the rut where i'll be like how do i become a better writer and so i'll research you know my writing's not you know it's it's okay right now i want to improve and so i'll read all these articles and all these things about watch all these videos how do i become a better writer okay i want to write like this person i'll read some of their books so i read mm-hmm. some of their books but guess what i'm not doing writing exactly i'm yeah. not i'm not writing i'm not improving the craft I'm getting ideas and inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, s- seeing, but I'm not actually doing, you know, I'm not doing anything about yeah. it. And that can happen in all disciplines of life. Like yeah. when you, when you want to, it's like also working out too. I'll do this all the time. Like, man, I'm not, I'm not working, you know, I'm not working out. I'm not getting the gains, even though like if I just worked out more and consistently, I would mm-hmm. get the gains, right? Fine. Then I'm like, okay, well, how do I do like this exercise or this exercise, right? And so I watch all these videos. And guess what I'm not doing? Yeah. I'm not working out. Right. right? I'm not yeah. getting the gains. I'm not getting. <laughs> I'm not building any muscles. So yes. like, you know, I'm trying to like almost prep myself to do the thing that I just need to yes. do to get the results. Like I'm trying to get the results by like not doing the thing that gets me the results. It's like an avoidance. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that some of the avoidance, I know for me, I can be such a perfectionist sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to start something unless I know it's going to be like the way I want it mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. And like, as you were talking, I was thinking about even starting this podcast. Like yeah. I, I just had to like, I was doing a bunch of research, like you were yeah, saying, yeah. and and then I was like, you know, I just have to do it. And my first two episodes are are not going to be like I don't even know what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be the certain way. But like, yes. you're not going to get to the gains unless mm-hmm. you just start, and yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect, right. right? You figure it out. Yeah, and you learn so much by doing the thing. Yeah. And yes. then, and I think also it, when you start doing the thing, you actually get the, you realize what questions you should be asking. Mm-hmm. A lot of time, if you haven't done it, you don't know what to ask. So you ask everything and then you really don't need to ask those questions at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. But then when you start doing it, then you start having, you know, you're like, how do I do this or how yeah. do I do that? And then you have the right direction uh, to actually go in yes. to progress. Cause yeah. like if you, if you're not doing anything, you don't know, like, for instance, if I'm, you know, doing a certain exercise and um, you know, I'm doing it, it just doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. right? I would never know that I like the way I'm doing it doesn't feel right, and so I have to correct myself. Mm-hmm. I can't correct myself if I've never done it before. Yes, totally. Uh, yeah, that same, makes sense. Right. Same thing in like writing. If I've if I'm struggling with dialogue, I'm not going to know that I'm struggling with writing dialogue unless I write dialogue. Yes. So I can't, you know, I can't say what what am I struggling with. When I don't know, because right. <laughs> I don't, I've never, you've never tried. I've never struggled. Yeah, right? so right. you've never, and you, we have to struggle. Yes, we, yes. And do you find that, like, I don't know how often you go back and read your your older stories, but mm-hmm. do you feel like you've become a better writer? Like, do you see the difference in your writing from the beginning to now, or maybe you haven't really explored that? Like, do you, uh, or maybe yeah. it's an, maybe it's an internal thing. Like, do you feel like you've become mm-hmm a more um 
what's the word I'm looking for? Competent or Competent something? and, like, um, experimental writer, I guess. Like, you've been trying yeah. more different things and, mm. like... Th- there's some stories... I don't know if I've I've become a, a better writer. And the only, re- the only reason I say that is because I do think I've... There's some areas that I struggle with that I see that I've struggled with that I haven't really improved. I don't think I've improved much. I think mm-hmm. the... Uh, I'm sure if someone someone read my stories from the outside, they would see a lot of issues with it. Uh, I haven't really gotten a lot of... I would say, um, just barring you and some other people, I haven't really gotten any like feedback from a lot of people, which is fine. Like I'm not looking for direct feedback. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm sure there's a lot of things I, I could improve from maybe even like a literary standpoint. I think my strong point in writing is probably the the, uh, the dialogue and like the actual whatever, like the weird imagination part of it. Yeah. I don't know if the, oh, I don't know. I, I can't, it's hard to critique my own style to a degree because I'm not sure if it's good or not. I mean, people say it, it's good, you know, here and there, but, you know, I don't know. And not everyone's going to like it, of course, but yeah. I do think there are aspects that have improved mm-hmm. uh, and there are things that I, well, there's things that I've written back in the day that I, I'm surprised that I wrote. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, like that's actually like, to yeah. me, that's pretty good. Like, like you didn't give yourself enough yeah, credit. Yeah. I didn't like, you know, and I think when I'm writing and when I'm editing, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm really harsh on myself. Yeah. As we uh, all, as we, we all are. are yeah. Right? <laughs> and so I try to adjust things as, as best I can, but I, I'm so harsh on myself that I, I don't I don't want to dwell on anything because I'll just rip myself apart. Yeah. And I think if if I'm writing a novel uh, and actually going for like an actual published you know an actual like get it out there through a publisher and stuff, I would need to be like that because those like novels and things need to be basically perfect, right? Mm-hmm. When they're when they're published, or at least you you'd like them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you really need. Also, depending on what kind of uh, writing style you use, like some people use, you know, the beautiful sentence structures, beautiful words, like the the prose that they use, the way they write is very, it's very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like there's some writers that they're they're writing, and they tell a really good story. And then there's other people like, you know, they write pretty, uh, like they write well, but it's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. But they do they tell a good story. Yes, yes. Uh, so. You know, depending on which style you're writing, it's going to be different of mm-hmm. how you criticize yourself and how you judge yourself. So for me, there's like I, I kind of use the same sentence structure a lot. I try to break it up, but there's a lot of rules of, of writing that I probably don't use to the best of my ability, just because. Uh, to tell the truth, I wasn't a good student, <laughs> so my writing. I remember in the beginning, I didn't know how to use commas. Like, oh, like back, you know, back in like. I still am not confident with the comma. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I, tell you that. I never use, I, I remember the one thing that teachers would always say is like, this is a runoff sentence. Oh. And they're like, they're the, your whole thing is a runoff sentence. So like, what is that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I think I maybe went overboard with commas now. So I mm. use commas everywhere. I'm yeah. Uh, so I, I, I do use the same sentence structures here and there too much. Uh, I need to vary that a little bit. There's things that I, I see, but I need to, you know, I need to write in that way to improve that way yes. and that's one thing that i've struggled with a little bit is just i like writing things i don't like the right to improve to a degree does that mean mm. make sense yep. like yeah even though it's kind of you know doing the reps but i maybe i need to pick a story and write it in a, in a way to try to improve myself mm, yeah um there have been stories that i've like pushed differently like there's 
heavy dialogue stories where it's like a lot of dialogue back and forth between people and there's other stories where I try to use like very descriptive languages like mm -hmm. descriptions long descriptions and things so yeah, I, I try to vary that but improvement it's it's hard for me to judge myself yeah. I mean maybe sometimes here and there but there's stuff that I wrote in high school that like I still don't understand how I wrote yeah. like, it, like I don't know if it's good or not but I'm like really surprised yeah like, this is you're like, proud of it this is like pretty intense like yeah what, what is this totally <laughs> you know, like yeah. I wrote this where like, did I get this inspiration yeah. uh, from yeah, I don't know like, <laughs> really bad dream <laughs> like gee, yeah probably um yeah that's very rambling long answer sorry about that no that's okay <laughs> just, no I just trying to think about it and process it I mean I will say like I think your work is extremely descriptive and I just whenever like I read your writing I feel like I'm there you are so good. good at just like describing and painting a picture and I think that that's I think you had said that that that's something that you really mm -hmm. love to do but I I kind of what I got from that is like sometimes we get comfortable in our mm. creativity would mm -hmm. you agree and, oh 100 percent. yeah and it's, like it's easier to do the same thing you've done over and over again yeah, yeah. because it feels good but like mm -hmm. what I just what really stuck with me what you said is like I don't know what I need to work on or improve because I've if I don't do it like mm -hmm. if I don't try right. like things come up as we're as we're doing things you know whatever project we're working on that we like would never have known or or maybe it's like something we want to learn more about like mm -hmm. not necessarily something that we're not good at or right. but it's just like oh I want to kind of I don't know explore that way of doing something so that that is what really stuck with me like you have to just do the thing you got to do the thing you got to yeah. do the yeah. thing to like yeah. You, 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 you can prep and you know understand a little bit more about it before you do it yeah like like again for the workout thing you know there's certain like perfect form for workouts like a like a push-up there's a form that you should have for mm -hmm. a proper push-up right yes you can you can uh you know research that beforehand and have an idea and then try to implement that mm -hmm. but in, until you try to implement it you don't know where you're going wrong mm -hmm. right because you have the concept in your head same thing with yeah. like you know anything else you can you, you should probably do some research or something beforehand and yeah. get some idea of what you should be doing mm -hmm. but then the only way to know your like gap mm -hmm. is to do it yeah right because like some people might take that and be like oh, i'm just gonna jump in right and yeah. sometimes jumping in might not be the best right. the best thing to do you should know kind of what you're jumping into beforehand right yes but yes. uh but you still need to jump in at some point right? yes you do you <laughs> yeah. have to just jump in and I, even on a bigger scale like I'm just thinking about like dad with uh, with mm, business and yeah. stuff like I think that is very scary to start uh, mm -hmm. e either like a small business or a bigger business whatever you're starting like yeah. but I think like what you said you have to have some sort of plan but then at some point you just have to do it yeah. and I think for me like I I wish that I had more of that in me like mm. I need to figure out how to get more of that to, to jump in <laughs> A yeah, just to start and try uh, try things like I don't you're know. never you're never ready. You're never ready. You're never ready. Yeah. I, even when I started the the ghostly hotel, I wasn't. It wasn't like I was ready to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, and even like when I went to Japan and did the walk in Shikoku, I wasn't yes. ready to do that. Yeah. Uh, you're always gonna feel like, well, some some people will say I was I was ready for it, right? I was born ready. I was born ready. You know <laughs> the confidence, but even even though even if you have that I think there is a little bit of like well, some people are built just to go but for the others that aren't just built to just drive you know drive it you know go hard um, you're always gonna have this feeling that you're not ready to do it mm -hmm. and that's to the thing where 
you you, you kind of don't know if you're ready or not until mm. you do it. Yeah. Like you you can assess your skill and you know maybe you're not adequate you know enough to do it, but the only way you're going to get adequate is to to do the thing. Is that's to do a, that's it. always how it's going to be. You yeah. need to actually participate to yeah. grow. Yep. And you're just you're always going to feel like you're not ready. And you know there's a there's like a sense of even if you think like you're not good enough, right? Because I have a sense that I'm like, I'm never, you know, never good enough, right? Like I'm, I'm afraid of like not being good enough or um, like I'm not, I'm just not, not good enough, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I don't post anything. But then yes. I'm like, I'll ne- I don't think I'll ever feel, it's something I had to like kind of realize. I don't think I'll ever feel good enough. Like I could be like the best writer in the world, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if there's a, even a title for that. And I would probably still like feel like i'm just not good enough mm. even if everyone told me your writing's good like even if you yeah like i love the compliments and i take them yeah uh but the internal feeling is like oh man like i could always be like better or yeah. like or like maybe i just don't feel like uh, you know yeah there's a sense of i'm you know i'm i'm not uh you know i'm not doing the best i could be doing mm-hmm. but i think i'll always feel like that mm-hmm. so i need to do it anyway <laughs> right because if i yeah. wait till i feel like i'm yes i'm the best yes right I don't think you can even get there without. Yeah, I don't right? think there's so like a destination. A, yeah, it's of like that. a para- it's like a paradox, right? Yeah. You want to feel good and prepared and you know ready to do it, but I don't think you can really even get to that point without doing the thing because mm-hmm. you just don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't know. It's like a. Free- it could almost be like a false sense of security if you go in with that yeah. attitude. Yeah, and you don't. I I know, and I don't think that we would reach our fullest potential if we did have that mentality and Mm -hmm. I think that's part of being human like I think we just are always trying I I think it is human nature to just always want to improve like I think that we all have that sense of like definitely a drive not yeah Yeah. like so maybe it's not like we're not good enough it's just I haven't done all that I wanted to do yet or I'm not doing all that I want to do yet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that just continues and you're never you're never you're never doing doing all that you could do could do (laughs) or want to do and I I think I I really do I I believe that but yeah Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know that you said when we first started talking about like creativity and what it is and like how we decide if we want to put our our work out there and Mm -hmm. like some work you might want to share with others and then other things you do, it might just be for you. Like Mm -hmm. I have certain poems that I've written that I will never share because I just wrote them um, during a hard time in my life Mm -hmm. and I just... Like, it's not meant to be for anyone else to see. I I just needed to write them for myself. Um, But then others I'm completely willing to share. But then there's still some that I put out there and I'm like, ooh, you know, are people going to be like, ooh, who's this about? Or like, Mm. what's this about? And sometimes it's not about anything in particular, you know? So um, I guess my question is, like, how would you... How, how does that work for you and what suggestions would you give to other people who might be feeling a little like vulnerable in that state? Because I think putting right. your creativity out there is a very vulnerable thing. Like yeah, you don't yeah. know how people are going to react to it. Right. You don't know if someone's going to judge you or like mm-hmm. think differently of you or whatever, you know? So what would you yeah. so, so thank that? Thankfully, our, our dad knows that we're kind of interesting folks, yeah. right? So <laughs> yes. I, I introduced him to my 
my uh, my stories. And the the latest story that I wrote was about you know this demon summoning and all this kind of weird stuff. And there was a lot of swearing in it. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said to me, can you know your story was really weird, but you know that's okay. But <laughs> could you just tone down the swearing? And I was like, yeah, it made sense in context, right? It, it was, it was the character. It was yeah. The, yeah, it was yeah. the characters. But you know, so I'm like, ah, you know, whatever. Uh, so, you know, I was nervous about telling him. I, I mean, this was like, I was probably like six, seven months in of mm-hmm. writing. I had probably like 20 to 30 stories on there already before I even told them about that. And I'm still always shy about introducing and telling people, people about it. But yeah, I think sort of divorcing yourself from the, the actual criticism. And it's not a criticism towards you. It's a criticism towards the writing. Mm-hmm. And you, you might think, well, what's the difference? Well, the writing can be, I mean, both of them can be improved, but they're not saying, like, you're a bad person or you're lacking. It's just saying that, you know, maybe they didn't agree with the writing or your art or mm-hmm. they don't understand it or it's not for them. Yeah, it's just um, not for them. I, like. I, I do think that part of the important piece of putting your stuff out there is to get it to the right audience. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you can give somebody, like for instance, you can give a Stephen King novel to somebody that people like, like Misery, like people love the the book Misery, or or even yeah. like The Shining, right? Mm-hmm. And you can give that to a person that will not like it at all and think it's a really bad novel. Mm-hmm. And so the audience that you're giving your work to, I think, is very important. I, I do think it is important to get criticism. Or not mm-hmm. criticism, but like feedback. Yes. Feedback's a better word from that. Yeah. Uh, feedback and then take it, always take it with a grain of salt, but also take it. Because some people take feedback and they just, ah, whatever. They don't understand my work. Right, right. There's, I feel like there's always a grain of truth in all feedback you get. It might not all be true, but there's something in there that's like somebody felt something that they felt. Unless you're dealing with like internet trolls that just hate everything, but right. like, if you're getting like genuine feedback, mm-hmm. there's always a grain of truth in it somewhere, mm-hmm. and you can kind of like you have to almost. It's almost like you almost have to translate that feedback mm-hmm. uh, to really tell you what what the feedback really is, because a lot of times people can give you feedback, but sometimes they're not. They don't know what their like issue is, mm-hmm. so their feedback is pretty bad. Yeah, uh, it's feedback, yeah. and they have a point that they're trying to make, but they don't—they don't really know how to communicate that point to you the, mm-hmm. in, the, in a way that maybe you would understand mm-hmm. or get what they're talking about. Yeah, um, and you know, depending on what audience you give it to, you're going to get different different feedback. Mm-hmm. So there was this thing I saw where uh, this—I think he was like a extremely famous best violinist guy, right? And he had sold out this concert hall in New York the night before and filled out, you know, standing ovation, 10 minutes. And then the next day he played in the New York subway. And like out of five hours of playing, like two people stopped. Wow. Right? Yeah. So that tells you that your audience and who you pitch things to is is extremely important. Yes. Because if you stand on the side of uh, of a street yelling at everyone to read your stuff, nobody's going to read it. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your 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 art or whatever you're doing in front of the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're not going to p- 
pitch a horror story to a person that likes romance, mm-hmm. right? They're not going to like it. Y- yeah. <laughs> and, and their yeah. feedback is going to be like, oh, it's too scary for me. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. Like, it's like, well, you, what, you're, you're not going to dub down the scariness mm-hmm. for a romance, right? Uh, you see this sometimes, or you see it a lot actually in like uh, movie, movies and games and things right now where what will happen is something will start off as, let's say, like a horror genre. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it'll become like more of a horror action or horror or something else, right? It'll like dub down the horror to try to broaden its audience. Mm. Um, so y- yeah. you can genre mash and get more audience members, mm-hmm. but you need to be hitting the, the audience. Yeah, right? like the, your target audience. Your target audience, mm-hmm. yeah. And you need to make sure that you you play towards that audience. And yeah. the reason why this is important for the, the feedback and publishing and doing that stuff is because... If you're putting it in the wrong place, you're going to get the wrong, and I'm not saying create an echo chamber, but it's like you're going to get the wrong feedback if you put it in the wrong place. Yes. And you you might get feedback that just doesn't make sense to you because you're like, why don't you like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I think it's great. And then, you you know, you give it to somebody and they're like, oh, my God, this is great, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... I just think it's important to choose your audience well and, and put it out to them. You know, make sure you get it in front of their eyes. Yes. And not somebody, you know, you can introduce it to anyone. Yeah. But just be prepared yeah. that not everyone's going to have the same likes and interests or even like what you're putting out. Yeah. And, and that could yeah. include the people closest to you, yes. too. Like that, yes. I think that that's hard sometimes when Very we hard. want the people, our friends and our family mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like really like what we yeah. do. <laughs> and it's like, but, but, and they, they, they support might, it. They support it. I think that's the important thing. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, not to be discouraged if they're not giving you the yes. reaction that you might right. want from the people closest to you. Exactly. So if you, if you don't get the reaction that you expected, mm-hmm. you have to step back and ask a few questions. You know, is... Uh, okay, I, I'd reverse it. So I'd say, it, do they even like the genre or the thing like the realm that I'm putting out. Yes. That's the first question. The second question is then if they are the people that like this type of thing, uh, is my product good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like if they like this stuff and they don't like my thing, you know, is it, is it good or is it, you know, up to the standard that, you know, for the audience to enjoy? Yes. But there is a part where, you know, some people push the boundaries, right? And they, they, they're ahead of the time you could say mm-hmm. so the other thing too is like am i being too unrelatable with my topic mm-hmm. because you know community stories or art or anything that you do and you put out there it's all that you're just communicating it's a way of communication mm-hmm. and if you're not relatable no one's gonna like your stuff mm-hmm. uh, it's just because people want to be you know, people want a connection. Yes. And so you need to ask the question, maybe it may be relatable first, and then is it good? Because if it, it can be the greatest thing ever produced, but if it's not relatable, no one's going to care. Yeah. They're not going to feel a all. connection with it exactly. in some way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't, I don't think, you know, you need to destroy anything to become relatable with, but you need to make sure that it's like, I think relatable is almost like grounded, right? Mm-hmm. To, to some degree. It, it's got to be like grounded in this, in this realm that people can understand. Yeah. Uh, you, you see this, you know, in science or in, you know, 
biology or stuff like people will will, will do things or, or write like papers and stuff but like no one can relate to it in like the normal world because mm-hmm. they have no clue what you're talking about mm-hmm. so you need to kind of like you know dub it down and write almost like a connection piece mm-hmm. right that people can understand and, and relate to and, and and figure out like oh well you know if i eat sugar uh it's bad for me right you can because they're gonna their paper is gonna be like if you you know the whatever sugar molecule like affects mm-hmm. this thing and you're like i have no clue what that means yes. you know i don't understand and then it's like well sugar's bad for you oh or this type of sugar is bad for you oh okay i get it right yeah, <laughs> yeah. i get it okay well, now i can i can take it in and i think stories and just like whatever you put out there is the same way where you can write it to a high level but you need the people at a high level you know you need that many people at a high level to understand it yes or yeah. if you write in a certain way if there's only five people that like this certain type of writing, don't expect the other non-five people to like what you do, mm-hmm. right? So you have to be prepared to kind of take that on the on the chin, depending on how you 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 put your stuff out there. Now, yeah. you know they say you can always find like an audience, right. and I think that's what you need to do. You need to find your audience, mm-hmm. and that can take some time, and that can you know you got to put it out there. Yeah. But you have to be prepared that uh, you're going to get some criticism or feedback that's probably not very kind right because some people have different filters and things like that but you know stick to stick to your your gut but always kind of don't question yourself Mm -hmm. in the way but just take a look and ask yourself the question um you know why would this person say this Mm -hmm. and kind of like look at your thing that you put out there and say okay well why would they say this about this yeah right uh, and if they say it in a way that's like really mean, re- like find out what they're actually trying to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, you know, uh, this sucks because, you know, the character like died in chapter one. It's like, well, why do they think that sucks? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, why do they think that's bad? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like look and be like, hmm, well, maybe, you know, maybe he should stick around a little bit more or maybe they feel like it was too abrupt or something. Right. So recontextualize the feedback to a degree that uh you can actually like apply it to your 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 whatever you put out there yeah because if you just take it and it's like well this is just bad it's like well right and how do i what do i do with that and sometimes i think we just have to remember that we can't please everybody like we just can't you know and it's sometimes it's just like I think it's good also to just ask yourself what is my intention Mm -hmm. for creating this like is my intention to make people want to yeah, have it or right. happy or like or make people whatever I don't know maybe if you're trying to sell something right. or you're trying to like but sometimes it's just like my intention was just to like create this thing and I don't care if anyone understands it yeah. and that's cool too you mm-hmm. know um and I I will admit I've done that before and then I still get I'm like oh, well wait but why don't you like it? Yeah, why, yeah, what, <laughs> like what, I still, yeah. This is good stuff. <laughs> why, why don't you understand? Yeah, I think we all just want to be understood and, yeah. and through our art and what we do. And, yeah. you know, I think that's a normal human thing. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely make a make something that is going to appeal to the broader audience mm-hmm. and, like, let's say, sell well. Yeah. And then you can do something that's really personal to you that probably won't sell well. Yeah, right? which there's, is... There's um, a lot of stuff that, uh, you know in history where you know people pour their heart and soul into it and then yeah nobody nobody 
watches it, reads it, and then to something they spent like two hours on that they didn't really care about, but they knew would appeal to the brain that that sells. Yes, crazy. totally. So it, you know, you just gotta kind of understand that. Depends on what you're putting it out for. Are you, are you putting it out for the, the, the dollars and cents or mm-hmm. are you putting it out just to put it out there and yeah. just be like, okay, I put it out there. I'm, I'm okay with whatever happens to it. Yes, yeah. Right? Two different approaches and that, that really influences like how you're going to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So setting your intention mm-hmm. if you want, if you're worried about that feedback or yes. whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so hard to put your stuff out there it is, and it be is. vulnerable. It's really hard. Yeah, I mean, I haven't even like really posted my, my website anywhere. Yeah, well, here it is now. Uh, here, it is, here it is now. <laughs> Everyone's I mean, going to go read it, right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. should. <laughs> so, I mean, I did make a, uh, I did make like a Twitter for it, but I just never really posted anything. Yeah. And uh, I haven't really gotten it out there. I mean, I tell people about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not shy about telling people about it, but mm-hmm. I just... Well, I, I would say mo- most of the people we know that I meet in person, I don't know, I, they'd probably be creeped out about the stuff I yeah. write anyway. So, <laughs> you know, knowing your audience is important. Right? I'm not going to tell, yes. you know, I'm not going to tell them to go read a story about, you know, yeah. <laughs> some crazy stuff happening. Yes, and I know they're right. going to be like, what is wrong with that boy? Yeah, <laughs> like, it might that? awaken something in <laughs> yeah, them that they what, didn't know that they had. <laughs> I mean, not in a bad, that's yeah. not a bad. <laughs> I meant like they, they yeah. might discover something You're that right. they like, they you know, enjoy. that they enjoy, yeah. like a different genre, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow, I feel like we went through so many things and I feel like I I always get inspired when I talk to you. <laughs> I really do. I was just sitting here. I'm like, I want to go write right now. <laughs> I want to go work on my poems. Um, but let's just go through some key takeaways because i that was a lot and Mm -hmm. it was such good stuff and so let's just like maybe you could go through just some main points that we want to take away from this episode to like get people started on their creative journey (laughs) of course one everyone is creative in some Mm -hmm. some way yes Uh, if you don't think you're creative uh, just take a look back and see what you've done you're going to see things that you're you know you're you've done in the past that, that's pretty creative and uh explore other things mm-hmm. explore other endeavors other maybe forms of creativity you know mm-hmm. painting or sculpting or woodworking or something something out, outside you know explore and you'll you'll find something that you you, know, you gravitate towards mm-hmm. um to in your work environment or wherever you're going to create your your environment you know try to have some place that you can go and kind of get in the mode of whatever mm-hmm. you're going to do but also be you know adaptable uh, not not every endeavor i guess you can do that like if you if you work with large-scale things you know you have to go to like a workshop but mm-hmm. uh you know still set that up so you can kind of build the habit of when you get to that place you're in that mode of doing the whatever your, your creative work you're doing mm-hmm. right so so set that up to be successful for you mm-hmm um for three inspiration always be thinking about things and gathering inspiration and try to separate your inspiration kind of brainstorming uh let's say extracting from things separate from your your actual sitting down and doing whatever you're doing Um, because if you you know you don't want to be using your energy for whatever creative thing you're doing kind of looking and searching for the inspiration you Mm -hmm. want to kind of do that beforehand and front load that into your your process Mm -hmm. then and if you work on 
thinking about the ideas and the inspiration through you know the days and you keep that in the you know the I guess the habit of doing that you build that kind of creative muscle yes to get those ideas yes build that creative muscle we all have it gotta make it stronger yes yes (laughs) it it is a muscle you know your brain is your brain is you know very powerful and but it needs to be used yeah fourth I'd say with feedback and you know getting your your work out there is you gotta you gotta do the work right you gotta do the work and get it out there but depending on on what you're trying to accomplish or what you're trying to do it's going to depend on who you get it to Mm -hmm. Uh, and whatever feedback you get you need to make it work for you Mm -hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean take it and like make it into something that's not true or like a lie (laughs) you know if if they tell you it's bad don't say like well you know like pretty good <laughs> you know he's like wait a minute hold on actually yeah it's, it's actually, good it's don't good. know what you're looking at <laughs> uh, so but sometimes feedback can be a little bit confusing so you mm-hmm. need to kind of sometimes recontextualize and, and figure out what that person is really trying to tell you with mm-hmm. that feedback and then ask that question to whatever you're you're doing uh, and sometimes people you know like knowing your audience sometimes people are just not going to get <laughs> what you're trying to put yeah, out there and that's which, okay which is fine it's all good which is fine yep uh, also, I'd say fifth is to, and this might be the most important thing of all, is that you don't know what you're, you know, what you're going to struggle with or what you need to improve or what you need to do to get to that next level uh, until you do the thing. Yes. Uh, and you can research and you can do all the prep work, but until you do whatever you're doing, and I'm being vague with this because it could be anything. Uh, you don't really know where you are and mm-hmm. where you stand. And to improve on anything, you need to to do it. Yeah. Uh, old Nike, you know, old Nike, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hard. Yeah. But uh, it's hard, and you you need to set yourself up with with you know to be successful with all the th- kind of things we talked about. So mm-hmm. separating the inspiration from whatever you're doing, or not separating, but like doing the things up front. Mm-hmm. You know, or doing it regularly and getting in the, the habit of doing things to get you to just do the thing, mm-hmm. right? Taking the cognitive load of all these other prep things, you know, and doing them some other time and not the time that you're going to do the activity, the creative activity yeah, uh, can give you a lot of breathing room mm-hmm. and help you just get in there and start yep. being creative and doing whatever you're going to do. Yeah. So... It's it's very important. You know, it's like the thinking versus doing, right? Yeah. You, know, you always got to do both. That's my biggest takeaway, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, I loved everything we talked about, but that one is like, because I get heavy on the prep. The, I'm yes. doing air quotes right now because I'm like avoiding like the prep work. <laughs> I'm prepping for what I'm about to do. Yeah. You, you just have to start. You just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that might that might be the most important part because. You know, everything we talked about is pretty, I wouldn't say it's, it's not that important if you don't do whatever the creative work is. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you don't need any of it. Right, <laughs> if right. You, if you don't actually create anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Those are some good points. And I hope that everyone who's listening is feeling <laughs> inspired to start uh, whatever has been, you know, on the back burner for a while. Like whatever that is, just just start, just just do it, mm-hmm. and uh, it feels really good. Feels really good to be creative. 
Well, this has been so great. <laughs> yes, a lot, a lot of fun. I always love sitting do, sitting down and doing these with you. Um, <laughs> so thanks for being here today. Thanks um, for having me. And any last words? <laughs> uh, well, thanks for uh, listening. I, I ramble a bit here and there because uh, as I always think about my my creative process, I always think of different things and, uh, <laughs> you know, different scenarios. And, yeah. I kind of work through it by talking sometimes. Mm-hmm, so yeah. th- thanks for listening to some of my ramblings. But if you want to read any of the uh, the short stories I, I do, it's uh, you know ghostlyhotel.com. That's kind of the place. There's some mix of all sorts of things in there: horror, you know, fantasy, um, some like crime stuff. But uh, you know, you can scroll through and see what you like, what you don't like, and. My email address is in there, so if you have any feedback, yeah, <laughs> you can send it on over. So. I'll actually link your your email and the website in the yeah. in the show notes yeah, too, cool. so that people can find that easily. Yeah, it's it's good. Please go check it out. It really, I mean, <laughs> I you. I really love it. But we are our souls match yes, with yes, that yes. with this type of creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just on your point of rambling, don't worry. We, this is what I do. I just <laughs> ramble. You did not ramble. Right. <laughs> I loved everything you said. <laughs> I was captivated. Um, so, okay. Well, thank you. Definitely go check out Ghostly Hotel. And um, thanks for being here today, Jonathan. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Always a pleasure. It's so fun. Okay. He'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the meantime, we are wishing you so much zest and light in your creative journey wherever you are with it or maybe you're just starting do you want to add anything to that just have a good time yeah heck yeah (laughs) (laughs) have a good time that is actually the most important thing (laughs) have a good time (laughs) all right i hope you have a beautiful week and i'll see you in the next episode bye yeah safe travels